Hi everyone, you're listening to Mary Read Scripture, a production of the Ephesus School Network. I'm Mary, and today I'll be reading and you'll be hearing from the Book of Romans. Let's begin, as we always will, by hearing Scripture. Today's reading is from Romans chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. In Romans chapter 2, verse 4, Paul speaks about the character of the scriptural God. Specifically, the scriptural God is described as long-suffering, a translation which communicates to us that his suffering is drawn out for his people. A better translation is probably patient or lenient, but specifically in regards to his anger towards his people. The Greek word for long-suffering is makrothemia, which comes from the word makros, which means long, and themos, which means passion or anger. Properly, it means long passion or long anger. We have to ask the question, why does God exhibit long anger towards his people? Paul isn't introducing a newly discovered characteristic of an abstract God outside of the text. He is reminding those receiving his letter that this particular characteristic of the scriptural God is known to them from far earlier in the scriptural story. In order to understand this, we have to hear the first time this Greek word, macrothemia, is used in scripture. To do this, we have to look at the Greek Septuagint text. Not only this, but we need to make sure the Greek Septuagint text is using this word in the same way the Hebrew text is, since the Greek is the earliest translation of the Hebrew scriptures. The way words are being used in the text is just as important as what they mean. The end goal for us is to get a sense of how the original Hebrew is using this word, while at the same time understanding that Paul's context was the Greek Septuagint text. Our work takes us to Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, where both the Greek and the Hebrew speak for the first time about God's long anger. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, makrothemos in Greek, and erek abayim in Hebrew. The Hebrew erek means long, and abayim stems from the word af, which means nostril, nose, face, or anger. So God's anger specifically relates to his nose and face in Hebrew. However, in order to hear why God is restraining his anger, we need to hear more than just verse 6. Let's hear all of Exodus chapter 34, verses 1 through 9. And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. And no man shall come up with you, and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. So he cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand the two tablets of stone. 
Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving inequity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the inequity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Here we can see that God's long anger towards his people is related specifically to the breaking of the law, the commandments he gave them. The breaking of the law is why he is patient and lenient in his anger towards his people. This is the first context in which we must hear the words of Paul in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. While this macrothemia, long anger, is the same characteristic of God in Exodus as it is of God in Romans, the accountability has shifted. In the Exodus text, God by no means clears the guilty, visiting the inequity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Whereas in the Romans text, the people are treasuring up for themselves wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. In both instances, God's leniency towards his people does come to an end, the difference being that those in Romans are now accountable for their own deeds and not their father's deeds. To understand this shift in accountability, we need to hear Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 29 through 33. This is the second context in which we must hear the words of Paul. In those days they shall say no more, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. But every one shall die for his own inequity. Every man who eats the sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Paul's words to the Romans are not new words. He is voicing the words of Scripture to those hearing this letter, those with a hard and impenitent heart, as Paul describes in verse 5, are breaking the new covenant. The law, having been previously written on tablets, is now written on their hearts. Despite this change in accountability, the character of the scriptural God has not changed. He is the same under both the old and new covenant, macrothemos, erek abayim, patient, but angry. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Mary Read Scripture. Bye!